Come on, give him one more praise offering today. He's worthy. Amen. What, what a great couple of weekends we've had, huh? You know, uh, uh, thousands of people ministered to in the park. Uh, uh, just hundreds and hundreds of people uh, investing their, their life to make a difference in the lives of others. Uh, you, you know, again, this week, a lot of work and effort went into the Back the Blue thing. You know, we had, we had all kinds of activities going. You know, we had breakfast with the officers yesterday, and, and there, were, there were bike rides and car drives, and last night, and, and, you know, just all, I mean, crazy, crazy good stuff. Some of it a little bit more crazy than others. Look at this picture. We got a picture. Uh, put that up. Um, that's, that's, that's an unnamed soul patroller, uh, and the guy who headed up, I don't think that's what he meant when he said, back the blue, but Todd did what he could, oh, shoot, I said his name, Big Wheel, Big Wheel made a difference in somebody's life, and you know, just all kinds of, you know, here's the deal is we kind of like doing life together. And I just want to encourage you. You can take it now. Now it's like, that's going to be uh, the Wilkerson family Christmas card uh, coming to you soon. Uh, but just, just do it. By the way, it was such a great week. Craig celebrated two birthdays. Two. He, he announced to people in a restaurant that it was his birthday got the free dessert, and then it was pointed out to him that he was off on the calendars, and he acted like he didn't know. So he's much older today than he was last Sunday. Just doing life. You know, the, what, it's, a crazy, it's a crazy good time. It's a good, it's a good time to, to, to be, uh, you know, connected and doing life together. So don't make the mistake, you know, of of trying to do life on your own. You know, I really think God knows what he's doing. I, I really think, you know, it is my personal belief, okay, that, that you don't actually get to pick where you go to church. Because the Bible says that God adds to the church daily as it pleases him. You know, so it's like God, God well, if God brought you here, it's because somebody here needs you. Now, there's people around that actually need you, you know, and, and, and I, would, I would try to suggest that you need us, but that's, that's crazy. But uh, there's people that need you, and, and Proverbs 18.1 says that he who willfully isolates himself from God or man seeks his own desire and is void of sound judgment. And, and you know, you don't want to isolate and separate yourself. You, you want to reach out and make connections. And, and, and be a blessing to other people's lives, because that's what God is doing, is he's blessing you, right? He is blessing you. How many of you know that God wants to bless you? And, and in ways that, way beyond you could imagine, God, God wants to bless you. He has blessed you. The Bible says that he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. He has blessed. It's not like you're going to get it. It's like you got it. Okay, but the word blessed means to be positioned to win or succeed regardless of the circumstance. You're positioned to win and to succeed, but don't be all selfish with that. Because you're positioned to actually, uh, to, to actually pull others with you. 
You're positioned to open doors that, uh, that they can't reach. You're positioned to, you know, to be a strength to somebody else in an area of their weakness. You're positioned to bless others. That's why you've been blessed is so that you could be a blessing. And if God blesses you, he positions you, then you've been positioned to help others into a position that they couldn't get to without you. And so if you do life alone, if you do life alone, you are not using the position that God's given you for the purpose for which it was given. Anything God gives you, it's, it, you, you, you get to enjoy it, you reap the benefit, but you got to steward it well. You know, we got to be great stewards of what God places within our possession. And, 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 and by that, that, that's to acknowledge that everything that I have comes from God. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father, which is in heaven. Every good and perfect gift. Okay. Can I just tell you something? That all the good things in my life, all the things that I celebrate, I mean, I, right down to the good moments, I can trace back to a connection to the, to the body of Christ. You know, Shelby and I, Shelby and I uh, this last week, celebrated 32 years of matrimony. It's awesome. I love you, babe. You rock. Uh, and, and, you know, the, the last 32 years, it, it really doesn't seem like 32 years, does it? And, and it's amazing. It just gets gooder and gooder and gooder. And I love doing life with you. And we actually started a new tradition this year. And I told her, we're going to do it every 32 years. Because, <laughs> you know, it was, it was, you know, hey, you, you know, it's one of those moments where you get up and, hey, it's your day. What do you want to do? And she said, I want to get a pedicure. Okay, go get one. She goes, no, I want us to go get a pedicure. And I'm like, you want me to drive you up there? And, you know, it's 100 degrees outside. What am I going to do while you're in there? No, you're coming with me. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> and, uh. You know, and we go in the, the place, and, uh, you know, all, the, all of the people in there are like, you know, what's up with that? And uh, we, we sit down and, you know, slide your feet into that warm, bubbly water. She's like, you're really going to enjoy this. I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, I am. And, uh, uh, and they start working on Shelp, and, and uh, they have these nice little thin latex gloves and these little brushes. They were, for me, they're wearing welder's gloves. They have, they have air-powered tools. You know, uh, they're, they're going at it, which, by the way, uh, my, my, my nails are orange and black with flames right now. Uh, it's amazing. You, you want to check them out later, just let me know. And, uh, uh, but, uh, you know, so every 32 years, we're going to do that. And uh, life just gets better and better when we do it together. I don't know, some of you are still hung up there. You got your nail? No, they're not really painted, I, I promise. <laughs> it's, you know, I mean, some of, the, some of the biker guys are like, where's the door? And the other guy's like, where do you think they want one? We're out of here, okay? No, they didn't actually paint them. I can prove it. You want to see them? I know you do. That's weird. Okay, but uh, <laughs> life together, life together is better. Life together is better. And, and a lot of times, you know, the thing that prevents us is the, 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 the mindset or, or, or a, uh, a belief system that suggests, you know, it can go either two, it's one of two ways. It's either, you know, hey, I'm above that, 
which that wouldn't be any of us. There, none of us would think that we're too good for, hello? We're above that. So, so the only other option is, is that, well, if you knew the truth about me, if you got to know me, you, you wouldn't want to, I have nothing to offer. I'm wounded, I'm broken, I'm, I'm, I'm deficient. Uh, and, and the, you know, either, either way you go, you're wrong. You know, re- remember that Jesus, who had all the power, he taught us that, uh, you know, that the purpose of power was not to elevate yourself, but to elevate the status of everyone else in the room. That, that, that his desire for us is to use the opportunities that he gives to us, that he empowers us with, that he entrusts us with, that we would use it to, to better the lives of those around us. So, so uh, we get that lesson. But he also, he has lifted us up out of the miry clay, set us upon a rock, put a new song, even praise unto God in our heart. Right? See, you, you're, you're, not, you're not jacked up to, you know, you, well, you might be a little bit. I mean, you, you're not in a deficient spot where God can't flow through you. And, and I know what you're thinking, that, that, that sometimes, you know, you think about the mistakes that you've made or, or the weaknesses that you, that, that you recognize or, uh, you know, the faults, the, the, the chinks in the armor. And, and, and I got a verse for you today in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, and it says that the race isn't to the swift. And some of us should be very happy about that. Okay? Because in other words, you ain't got to be super fast to win the race. You just have to be in the race. Okay? If you just get in the race, look at somebody close, say, get in the race. You know, the, 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 race, the race isn't to the swift. The battle's not for the strong. That, that's, that's a hanky moment for somebody. Because, you know, you, you, you're, you're not relying on your strength to win this battle. You know, the enemy wants to show you everything that's wrong and all the opposition and all, everything that you're up against because he doesn't want you to recognize who's standing next to you. You know, in Psalms 118, it says, it says uh, the Lord is on my side. He's not talking about he's a team member. He, you know, he's on my side. No, he's on my side. He, you know, when I take a step, he's right there. He'll never leave me, never forsake me. He hasn't, you know, wandered off and forgotten about me. He, he's with me. He's for me, not against me. Hello, somebody. Man, I'm telling you, you, you got to get this. That Man, you, you don't win the battle because you're strong. You, you're going to win the battle because there's no power greater than, than his power that he's made available to you. And, and, and it even gets better than that. It's, it says that bread isn't just to the wise. It's not, it's, not, it's, it's not your wisdom. It's not your insight. It's not your intellect. Matter of fact, most of the time, that gets in your way. You know, there's a way that seems right to a man. But the end is all messed up. You know, you, you, you can't rely on your wisdom. You know, how many times does the word need to tell us, you, you know, hey, trust in the Lord. Lean not to your understanding. You, you know, well, I know what I'm doing. I don't know. God does things in a most unusual way. I said God does stuff in a most unusual way. God's not normal. Okay, normal, the last thing you want to be is normal. The average, you, you, you weren't empowered by God to be average. Average 
deep in debt. That's normal. Average is broken relationships. That's normal. That's very, very common. That's, that's the usual. That's the status quo. God is very unusual. God steps into situations of chaos, and peace swallows the chaos. That was unusual. You know, you go to work knowing you should get fired. Yeah, because you know stuff that they don't know. And you know stuff that they just found out. And yet, at the end of the day, you're positioned better than you were at the beginning. And you're going home going, well, that was unusual. That's called favor. You, you know, riches aren't just for men of understanding. Favor's not just for people with great skill. Check it out. But time and chance happeneth to them all. Time and chance happens to them all. Say that with me. Time and chance happen to them all. Say it again. Time and chance happens to them all. So everybody, time and chance for all of us. All of us. We, 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 two gifts that we've received from God. Time and chance. And chance, just so you get it, chance is not like, like some weird accident. You, you know, our, our English vocabulary doesn't really do this justice. It, it's chance. It's, a, it's an opportunity. It is a piece of time that is impregnated with purpose by God himself. And, and there's, there's time. There's time. You know, the fact is, is that we, we may not know how much time we've been given, but we have been given time. And a lot of us are under the impression that time is working against us. Well, time is not your enemy unless you're out just to kill it. So maybe what you want to do is stop killing time and start embracing time and start recognizing the power of time. Because I'm going to tell you something, you know, over 32 years, uh, uh, you know, the relationship just gets better and better and better and better. And, 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 you know, I'm looking forward to the next 32 years with great anticipation because I recognize something that seems to be, uh, you know, involved in the process is, is that, man, it, it just, even the stuff that was hard, that was difficult, that was challenging, it fades away. It's, it, it's gone because of the great things God's doing. You might have gone through some things in the past that were hard for you, that were difficult for you. And, but if you just hyper-focus on that, you are not stewarding your time. Because, I, you know, for every opportunity, the Bible even says it, for every opportunity there's a time. But for every time there is an opportunity. There is a moment in every day impregnated with purpose by God for you. But you have to be willing to see it and, and, and reach out and engage and participate in it. Man, come on, somebody. You know, I don't want to belittle the pain of your past, but I think that you, you should probably, you know, magnify the power of your present. You know, so because, uh, man, you, you know, isn't it interesting? Because, you know, what we would call a miracle, to God, that's not, you know, it's not strange to God. You know, he opened the blind eyes. Wow, when he's thinking, well, I made eyes to see, so when they see, that's not really all that unusual. You, you know, the unusual part is when you and I do what he says. Why? Because we're average kids. 
you know, we like to do what we want. We try, we try, we try to manipulate Scripture to fit our agenda. Hello. That was for people who aren't here. I know I have to be very, very careful because if I say something wrong, this might be the last time you're here. Why? Because if we engage, if we experience something that we don't like, something that makes us uncomfortable, something that challenges us, we can find somebody who will agree with us and, and we can make, make a change. Well, let me tell you what, that's not the attitude that helped us get 32 years. You know, if, if every time Shelby experienced something that was unusual to her, she decided to go find a different church, I mean a husband. <laughs> well, according to the Word of God, the, your family is, is parallel to the church. Husbands, love your wife even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. It's kind of an interesting thought, isn't it? That the church and marriage are paralleled by God. I know, you know, I know people who, who will suggest that church really isn't super important. You tell that to Jesus, who died and gave himself for the church. And tell him that it's really not that important. Because, you know, and then thank God that he's Jesus and I'm not. Because, you know, if I died and gave myself for the church and then you suggested it wasn't important, I'd choke you out for Jesus. You know, I'd just do it. <laughs> it's just kind of an interesting thought, though. It, it just kind of, you know, I just like had an had a insight, an epiphany. I just had a revelation. That's why so many people are in and out of church. That's why there's so many people in and out of marriage. Because you get something, you get something that strikes you as unusual to you, and you you want to you want to eject. Not a good move. Because let me tell you something that God does. One of the things that's unusual about God is that He shows up at the most unusual moments and performs the most amazing acts. You know, remember Paul and Silas, Acts chapter 16? You remember Paul and Silas? They're in prison. They've been beaten. They, they've, been, they've been treated like, you know, not well, okay? They've been treated very poorly. And, and they're, they're in bonds. It's, the Bible says it's at midnight. And, and they begin to sing and praise God, and the other prisoners heard them. Remember that? Well, can you imagine? That, that's unusual. That's not, what's, that's not what's normally going on at midnight in this prison, you know, after people have been beaten and, and a, after, after, you know, people of authority and power have, have taken them and, and, and suggested that, that, you know, hey, they're, they're, they're coming against what we would consider to be normal, what we consider to be usual. They're trying to bring their ideas in and, and, they're try, and it's bad for us. And really all that's happened is that they, they got tired of a demon-possessed woman and, and cast the devil out of her. Now somebody's not making the money they used to make. They're not getting what they used to want. They, they're, they're not getting what they used to get. They're not getting what they want when they want it for as long as they want it. So they, they're going to eliminate these guys based on that. And, and they put them in prison and they start singing. And remember all, all the prison doors, there's an earthquake and the chains are coming off and the doors are swinging open and, 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 and you know and God's doing a very unusual thing 
and then they do something else that's unusual. They just stay put. They don't leave. Oh, that's unusual. Normally, when the jail doors swing open, prisoners have a tendency of taking a walk. You know, they're going to go find Pokemon or something. You know, they're, they're, they're out. And uh, I, I thought it was interesting last night, you know, the, the place has got a bunch of cops and mayors and stuff in it. And it, and it just hit me during the first song when we, sang, when we were singing about set the captives free. I wonder what they think about that, you know. You know, they're, they're out looking out the window, making sure the jail's still locked up, you know, yeah. And, and uh, it's just a weird thought I had. But, uh, you know, but, you, know you, you have time, and, and it's colliding with opportunity for God to do what God does, the unusual. But are we willing to participate with an unusual act? You know, can you, you know, he shows up at midnight. Isn't it crazy how many times at the worst moment, and then here's God. Breakthrough, restoration, healing, deliverance. Well, that's unusual. God does unusual things at unusual times, but always with unusual people. See, you're probably not going to get a financial breakthrough remaining with your usual spending habits. You probably have to make some adjustments because you'll find out that more money doesn't cure bad spending habits. So God, you know, wants to position you to win and succeed, but he also needs you to be obedient, right? Because miracles like we said last week, come with instructions. You have to follow those instructions. You know, we have to be faithful. We have to be stewards. We have to use our time, you, you know, because, you, you know, this is our time. We're using our time, and, and God's going to open doors that no one can close, and we're going to have a collision with the opportunities that he has impregnated with purpose. But you have to be aware of the time. You have to be alert. You have to be uh, you know, sensitive. You have, you have to be recognizing that God could do something quite unusual at any moment in time. I could have a very unusual opportunity. But I'll have to recognize that it's God who's moving. I have, to, I have to have enough relationship with him and know his character well enough to participate in it because God doesn't act on his own. He's going to work in you, through you, for you, amongst you, and by you. And he needs you. Yeah, that's a, that's a clap moment. Yeah, he's going to do great things. And it's not, again, it, it's, it's, not, it's, 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 not, it's not because you're fast. It's not because you're strong. It's not because you're wise. It's not because you're skilled. He'll use all of those things when you recognize they're his. And I'll do what you want with them. He'll use them. But his purpose, you know, there's a scripture that says, there's a great and effectual door open unto me, 
and there are many adversaries. That's what it says in the King James, and there are many adversaries. The words there are in the King James are in italics, which means that they're not actually in the original text. So the text reads this way, that there's a great door of opportunity open unto me and many adversaries. Not only is the door open unto you. See, when Paul wrote that, he said, I see this door that's open to me, but so does my enemy. See, I see it, but so does my enemy. And, 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 and here's the, di- the difference between you and me, Paul, is he could see it. Most of us haven't slowed down enough to see it. We filled our time with so much other stuff that we haven't taken time to see what God's purpose for this time might actually be. We don't have time for the purpose of God because we filled our time with our own purpose. We have a mug that says, seek first the kingdom of God and his way of doing, his way of being right. We have a shirt that says, I'm a servant of God. But we have a heart that wants to use everything in our power to fulfill our purpose in this time. And we're under the impression that if we go after God, that what we want won't happen. Today I'm here just to remind you that God's plan for you is not to harm you. His plan is to prosper you. His plan is to take you into a future that is filled with hope. He's going to make your life better. But you've got to steward your time. In Matthew, check it out. In Matthew, there's there's a there's a story. We we all know this one. Uh, the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country, and he called his servants. Which, by the way, we are servants of God. He doesn't serve us; we serve him. You're going to be a whole-hearted servant of God or a half-hearted follower of Christ. No, we choose to be full-hearted servants of God. We will serve him. And this man called his servants and delivered his goods to them. Every, everything that we have is from him. Let's just embrace that reality. And, and, and the next verse says, to, to one he gave five talents, to another two, and another one, to each according to his own ability. And I just want to point out that, that uh, it's according to our ability. If you'd like to increase what God entrusted you with, increase your ability. Don't be jealous, envious of others that you look over there. You know, it's kind of funny because we see others who have been entrusted, and from our viewpoint, it looks like, like they have so much. And why, why haven't I been given that? Well, it's according to ability. And honestly, you know, there, there, there have been moments in, in time when, when I would look at others and, man, I wish we had that. I wish we, you know, look at their opportunity. But all that is is a distraction so that you won't see your opportunity. And if you'll see your opportunity and use it for his purpose, I'm promising you, I'm going to show you in a minute that he's going to increase it. Okay. He's, he's going to multiply it. So don't be worried about some guy that's in a different section here today. And it looks like the, you know, he's more lucky than I am. Isn't that funny? People who are lucky, those are people who are, who are diligent, who are faithful, who work hard and, and, and live with discipline. And we call them lucky. They're not lucky. They work hard. You see their upside, but have you seen their upkeep? Come on, somebody. 
and, and, and you know, he said he's given people according to their ability, and, and, and immediately he takes off. And, and, and I'm going to tell you, sometimes it just seems like that's the part that stands out, that we just feel like immediately we're on our own. Well, you know, you're never on your own. In the next verse, it says, uh, then he who had received the five talents went and traded. He made five more. He, he doubled them up, right? And, and, and the guy who got two, he did the same thing. Look at the guy with one. Uh, he who had one received, received the one. He went and dug a hole in the ground. A lot of us have been digging ourselves into a hole. And the problem with that is you've got to find a way to dig yourself out. And uh, you end up spending all of your time trying to dig out of the hole. And that's not the purpose for which God gave us this time. And, and verse 19 after a long time, after a long time, everybody say long time. Long time. See, because you know what's going to happen. You, we, and you guys know the word of God well enough to know that, you know, I mean, you know the story. The master's coming back. He's gonna, everybody's going to give an account. And, and, and you know the guy that had five and he doubled the guy. You know, everybody except the guy with one, right, is, is like this is a good day. And, uh, uh, and he even says to them, to, you know, to the guys that, that increased it, he said, well done, good and faithful servants. Let me just tell you this, that you're not simply accountable to God for that which he's placed in your possession. You know, you're accountable to God for the potential that's locked inside that which he's placed in your possession. That faithfulness is not just simply showing up and hanging all the way to the end. Faithfulness is taking what God gives you, making it better. Because, you know, that's when you're like God. See, if I said, isn't God good, you would say, all the time. And all the time, yeah, dude, it's worldwide. Isn't God good? And all the time, yeah, it's, you can go anywhere in the world and, and, and do that. And trust me, the weakest response you get is right here like that. It was pretty weak. But, but uh, uh, people all over the world say God is good. And, and, and a lot of times they don't even know what the word good means. The word good means something that gives of itself for the betterment of its environment. You know, when God was in the creation process, he made the sun. It is good. Scientists will tell you that the sun's getting smaller and smaller and smaller every day. Why? Because it's giving of itself for the betterment of its environment. Right? So, so if you're good and faithful, you, you are giving of yourself, and, and, it's, and it's adding value to what God's put in your possession. That's faithful. Okay? It, it, well done, good and faithful servant. But the guy with one, you know what, you know what he would have said? You know, come on. He would have said, well, I, you know, I ran out of time. We had the same time that the guy that had five had. What's the difference? Well, you didn't recognize the opportunity that was locked inside the time you had. I mean, you could have done anything. You could have just walked, taken 10 minutes, walked to the bank, put it in the bank, and when I got back, at least I'd have interest. And, 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 and you know, and that dude's in trouble. And, and you don't want to be the guy that's in trouble with God. Thank you for that great response. Well, but we have this grace. And this grace covers us, and it doesn't make any difference what we do or what we think or how we act or what we say. You know, in order for that to be true, you have to throw out, well, basically the Bible. You know, you, as a believer, you're not free to think anything you want to think. The Bible tells you what to think. It instructs you what not to think. It says, if this thought comes, take it captive. Make it a prisoner. If anything's, if anything's 
good, if anything's lovely, if anything's just, if it's pure, if it's of a good report, that's what I want you to, you know, you know, you can't say whatever you want to say and then say, well, I'm covered with grace. Grace is not a blanket for you to, uh, to cover your disobedience with. Grace is an empowering agent that gives you the ability to do what God's instructed you to do that you could have never accomplished without that power. I didn't have enough time. You had the same time. Well, I've missed my opportunities. Well, thank God you still have time. What are you going to do with your time? What are you going to do with your time? Because here's the deal. If you'll recognize the opportunities that are in this time, if you'll see them, drop down to verse 19 for me. Or Yeah, that one, 29. For everyone who has... If, if, you have, if, if you have what God's given you, more will be given. See, it's not just to have it hidden in the ground. No, it, it's you, you, you've engaged it, man. You, you're using it. See, the guy who had time increased everything. The guy who didn't hid it. He didn't have time for what the master had given him. Well, to him who has, will more be given. You know, and he's going to have an abundant. Let me tell you what God has for your life. Here's God's plan. Increase. And I don't know where you're, you know, I don't know where you're at in your relationship, you know, with your spouse or with your family or with your friend. I don't know where you are, but let me tell you God's plan. More life. More joy. More peace, more abundance. I don't know where you are financially, but here's God's plan. More opportunity, more influence, more increase, abundance. This is God's plan. And if you recognize what he's given you and use it, he said, I'll increase it. Mark 4, 24 says, to him who has will, will more be given. And to him who has not, even what he has shall be taken. How do you take something from somebody who has nothing? Well, it's not that he didn't have it. It's that he didn't even know when the enemy took it. He didn't realize he had it, so he didn't notice when it was gone. And a lot of us, we've been so busy with other things that we haven't recognized that we've missed out on some of the best things that ever could have happened in our life. Well, from this day forward, we don't have to live that way. We can make a decision today. Hey, you know what? You know what? The enemy's been deceiving me. The enemy's been lying to me. The enemy's been telling me that I'm not fast enough to win the race. The enemy's been telling me that I'm not strong enough to win the battle. The enemy's been telling me that I'm not rich enough to make a difference. The enemy's been telling me all of these lies. But here's the deal is God has given me time and opportunity. And he's going to cause opportunities, moments impregnated with purpose to collide with me every single day of my life. And if I'll open up my eyes and recognize the time, I can make a difference in the lives of others. And God said, what I make happen for others, he will make happen for me. And at the end of the day, what seems like, well, wait a minute, I'm, I'm giving all my time, I'm giving all my resource, I'm giving all my strength. But at the end of the day, I'll have more time, more resource, more strength. Why? No word from God. God will ever fail. And at the, think about it for a minute. At the end of this day, you, you look over, over oh, oh, you know, the bottom line, if you will. You, know, you look at the bottom line, and you keep increasing. You got more time. You got more strength. You got more joy. You got more peace. You got more you know, harmony in the house. You got more you, you know, 
warmth in the relationships. You got more money in the bank. You, got, you know, everything's getting better and better. And you're thinking, well, this is unusual. That's God. That's, that's where you clap. That's God. That, that's God's plan, God's purpose, and God honoring his word in your life. So the question is, what are you going to do with your time? What you going to, you know, I, I just want to encourage you today to know that even yet today, you know, I, I believe that this is a moment impregnated with purpose. But I, I believe that even yet today, there's going to be more opportunities in your time. That God, God's, that God's, he's got, his plan is way bigger than you realize. That he's going to position you, and your life is going to make other lives better and better and better. You know, last week, you know, at, it, 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 if you made it to, uh, uh, you know, the day of hope, last week, you know, it's, that, it's, not, it's just amazing, you know, and Stephen, in, in a few minutes, he'll share some of the numbers, but it, it's just crazy, and, and, you know, the people that carried off shoes and the, you know, Swamby cooked 8,000 some meals, you know, I mean, it's crazy, and, and, and you're looking, and, and, and that was all in a day, that was actually in a few hours. What would happen if we recognize that our time, all of it, is infused with purpose. All of it. Infused with purpose. You want to talk about living at a different level where your life is empowered, where you go to take a step and, 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 and you, you know, Shelby and I, uh, Friday, uh, we, we were in Portland, spent quite a bit of time there. Uh, one, one spot, uh, an hour and 20 minutes, it was a mile long. When we, when we were coming down the freeway, we were 13 miles from where we were going to stop to get fuel. And, and the, the thing goes ding, and it says, you have 40 miles. And I went, no problem, going 13. An hour and 20 minutes later, I had 11 miles till I was out of fuel, and I'd gone one mile. You know, we, we've all experienced what it's like to not progress in a certain period of time. But see, with God, uh, you have this power that is so amazing. It's part of the anointing that I think is just mind-blowing. I've shared this before, but it's, it's just, it, it bears repeating. The, 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 the power of the anointing, there's a lot of characteristics to the anointing, but one, my favorite one is it has the ability to collapse time. You know, the, the thing with the collarbone. How many people in here have ever broken their collarbone? You, you, you know, find one of these people later and, and feel their bone, and, and you can feel the bump. You know, you can check it out. And, 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 you know, does it hurt when you break your collarbone? Yes. What do they do for you? Nothing. There's no cast. There's nothing. They, they, they used to give you what they called a figure eight brace, which is just a donut turned keep your shoulders back. They don't even hand those out anymore. Why? You don't need it. You only reach forward one time, and you'll never do that again. And, and uh, uh, you know, and it, eventually the bone's going to grow back together on its own. The pain's going to leave. If you broke your collarbone, and we prayed for you right now, and instantly, you know, the pain leaves, the bone's back together, and you, you know, praise God. That, that's a miracle. Well, what's the miracle? The bone's back together. No, that's going to happen anyways. Well, the the pain's gone. It's going to leave anyways. What's the miracle? The collapse of time. See, if you would just do what God would ask you to do, 
things that you've spent your whole life trying to get done, he can accomplish them in just like that. This could be, this could be your time. And I say that to people who think that they've lost their opportunity. Well, I've wasted too much time. No, no. If you, if you can breathe, there's still time for God to do more than you could accomplish in your life without him. You need to give your time and your opportunity back to his purpose and watch what he does in you. Bow your head. Father, today, we want to be a people who can see the time, the opportunity, and who will use it for your purpose, knowing that if we seek you first, you'll take care of all the things that we're concerned with, all of our agenda. God, you've promised to fill our life, and we want to trust you and obey you. While heads are still bowed, eyes are closed, we're going to pray one more prayer together. And if you're here today, and, and you're not living for God, you're not, you're, you're, you know, you're doing it your own way. As we pray this prayer together, and we're not going to do anything to embarrass you, we won't have you stand or call you out. But if you're here today, and when we pray this prayer together, I want to invite you to make this prayer your prayer. If you realize that this is my time, here's my opportunity in this time, is to make my life right with God and to let God take the throne of my life. And I want to get real with God because God wants to get real with me. So I'm going to take this opportunity at this time and I'm going to make this my prayer. If that's you, while nobody's looking around, just hold your hand up real high. I just want to agree with you today in prayer. Just lift your hand. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You can put them down. Anybody else? Thank you. That's awesome. I'm, I'm making this time my time. This is my God time. It's so awesome. It's awesome. Thank you. When everybody in this room pray this with me. So say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me vision. Give me strength. Give me hope. I choose to live for you forever. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Now give God one more big hand. Thank you. Come on. Give